Hello and welcome to Exposit the Truth, where we are here to have the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Here we are with part one of How Good is Good Enough. <clears throat> how Good is Good Enough. And for this takeaway uh, from this lesson is that there's only one way to true salvation. And so may the Lord reveal to me the clear understanding of the way to true salvation. Okay, so we're going to talk about how good you have to be in just a moment. Um, but so here we are with in the book of uh, Luke. We are in the, the Gospel of Luke here, and we're going to get straight into it. So let's go ahead and get into the scriptures right off the bat. So what, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector here, and then the uh, the rich man and the kingdom of God is uh, two back-to-back or almost back-to-back. Back. Um, <clears throat> I'll actually put in the uh, scriptures in between that, too, about how to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, that's also very relevant, too. But a quick side note before I begin reading is the uh, there is a false belief, and you have to believe it to be for it to be true, because it's not in anywhere of God's commands. Uh, and it goes against God's commands to think that you're good enough to enter his kingdom. There is no such thing of being good enough to enter his kingdom. So this is a false belief that is being spread, widespread, since the beginning of time. It's not recent. Uh, <clears throat> this is a religi- religiosity. It, it is a philosophy um, in many other religions as well. And it maybe it's, it's crept its way into the church. And many Christians even think this now. That I can have my own. I can think. I can. I can think how I want to. I can believe that I'm good enough as long as I believe in the Bible and God. And somehow, when I die and I see Him on Judgment Day, I'm, I I am good enough. I might be good enough. I don't know. Uh, this this is also very common in the Catholic Church. It's a work, uh, and Mormons and, and 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 Jehovah Witnesses and all those. It's a work based system. So you have to earn your way into heaven, basically. You know, Catholics even go as far as having to pay money to earn your way into heaven, which is heresy about what, you know, Romans chapter 12 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of eternal life from God is through Jesus Christ. Uh, Notice the word free gift of God. So you do not have to pay or earn your way. And there is no way to pay or earn your way. God doesn't need your money, right? He doesn't need your works. He wants your heart, right? He wants your spirit to long and love him because he loved us first. So let's go ahead and go into chapter 18. Uh, Let's see here. So to some of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, to some who were confident, verse 9, to some who were confident to their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So a Pharisee was the teachers of the law, right, who kept all the laws of the Old Testament. And, uh, but at this point, they were hypocrites. They were liars more than truth tellers. Uh, they made, they were more about religiosity, right, trying to earn your way to anything. Earn your way to God and try to make it a marketplace for to sell religion. 
and the other were tax collectors. So tax collector were the most uh, hated people of that time because they were helping the Romans, basically. Uh, the Romans who were oppressing the Jewish people by taxing, taxing them. Um, you know, just imagine, you know, you having taxation forced upon you. Remember, you know, the, in America, right, the whole Revolutionary War was began with that, right? Because it's so oppressing. So a tax collector was like a, you know, a traitor to the people. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Um, so pause right there. There is nothing that we can do to justify the sin that we have in our lives. No matter how many laws we follow, the law was there, written, to expose our sin. But it does not justify us. I'll say that one more time. The law, the Ten Commandments, uh, most you know, when you think about the law, you think about the the first five chapter books of the Old Testament, no, or also known as the Pentateuch, are uh, <clears throat> are given to us to expose how much sin and what sin is in our life. It does not bring, but it does not give us salvation or grant us eternal life. Only the Lord who went to the cross to do that for us, to sacrifice us, was able to do that, and he did that. So I fast twice a week, I give all the tenth I get, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, so this is Jesus speaking, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, very important lesson right here. No matter how much, how much good you do, you will be humbled. Right? Because if you do not repent, repent means to turn around, change your life, uh, know that you are a sinner, and be you know, and confess your sins to God, ask for forgiveness. And not want to do it ever again. So this is a very important lesson. So moving on down to uh, verse 15. People were also bringing babies, babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on him on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and not, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So being like a, being like a, uh, there's a couple things to actually take away from that. So what does that mean? Being like a little child is being humble, obedient, dependent. So we are dependent on God. For everything that we are and everything that we have, are you dependent? Right? Is the true believer depend? Are you a believer, uh, or you know that depends on your your finances on on all yourself, or do you truly depend on Him? Right? And so the ones that truly depend on Him will inherit inherit 
the kingdom of God. So going back to the parable of the, uh, the quick review, a quick note uh, of the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee. So this parable is rich with truth about the doctrine of justification by faith. It illustrates perfectly how a sinner who is utterly devoid of personal righteousness may be declared righteous before God instantaneously through an act of repentant faith. Uh, repentant, saying, I am a sinner, forgive me, O Lord, and not wanting to do it again. Such confidence is one. One's inherent, inherent righteousness is a damning hope. Uh, this is talking about the, Fer uh, the Pharisee, right? Because human righteousness, even the righteousness of the most fastidious Pharisee, like the Pharisee who, you know, kept all these laws, falls short of the divine standard. Scripture consistently teaches that sinners are justified when God's perfect righteousness is imputed to their account. And it, is, it was only on that basis that this tax collector or anyone else could be saved. So you can fast all you want, keep on all, all laws you want. You will not be justified but by only the blood of uh, Christ Jesus who saved us from our sin. All right, so moving on down to the rich man and the kingdom of God. A certain ruler, so verse 18 now, a certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. So first of all, uh, no one is good except God alone. All right, so there it is right there. So how good do you, how, this is the whole topic of the whole lesson right here. How good do you have to be to enter the, the kingdom of God? Uh, you know, to enter heaven? No one is good. No one is good except God alone. So there it is. There's your answer. That none of us are good. And none of us can be good enough. Um, and so, the once again, just like the Pharisee, this ruler, you know, thinking that he had kept all these laws and, you know, thinking that wealth is a measure of his, his success, is now saying, what else what is coming to coming to Jesus and saying, what else can I do good? But it's actually he's actually lying. Because uh at certain at, at certain points of his life, he knew that he lied, he knew he stealed, or even coveting. How about coveting? Wanting something you don't have, that would be coveting. And you when when you even think of something, uh when you even and Jesus taught us that when you even think of uh a, with a thought of lust. Right after a woman, or a man, or whatever the opposite, in a sexual desire, uh, thinking with sexual desire is a thought of lust and, and, and adultery, right? Adultery right there. So he didn't even keep all the laws, but he's like already going thinking that he did, or denying that he did not. He, he did not break any of the laws, right? So what must? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, "No one is good except God alone." You know. In the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you, you shall not steal. So Jesus is saying this, knowing this man's heart. And this man must have thought that he, you know, kept all of them. And he's now, he's, you know, repeating the commandments back to him saying, you know, you didn't keep all these commandments. And so you're, you're not, you're not anywhere near good. Uh, you know, you're not, you did not commit adultery. He did it. You shall not murder. He did it. Because you, when you, because Jesus teaches us, even if you think with an angry thought to your brother or sister, you already committed murder in your heart. You shall not steal. 
You shall not give false testimony. Stealing, by the way, we do that from a toddler age. Uh, false testimony, we do that all the time as well. To get what we want. Honor your father and mother. We disobey our parents. Everyone has. You're lying if you did not. If you say you did not. All these things I kept since I was a boy, he said. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. Uh, he's lying, you know, in front of God. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Okay, you, you know, you want to be in denial. Sure, okay. But here's another thing that you can't deny. Right? And he's pointing it out. You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. He give, he's, give, he's even being merciful. Our God is still being merciful in the measure of, of his love. Right? Even... Even, uh, you know, if, if this guy was professing, I mean, but he was open, he was still openly lying about all these commandments. There's no way he kept all of them. Uh, no one was perfect except for Jesus. No human. All right, but human, but Jesus is no human. He's God in the flesh. So, uh, so Jesus heard this. He said, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have. Give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad. Because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked to looked at him and said, How hard it, it is for so Jesus made him an example, right? And how embarrassing. Right? How sad. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked. Who can be saved? Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, because you know, the disciples are, are, are now witnessing this and saying, you know, because they thought the same kind of thing, that, oh, you know, this guy was successful. He had you know, kept all these laws and he is wealthy and everything. So it's is it is it even possible to go to you know to to enter the kingdom of God? But of course it is not possible through human means. Right? We cannot be good enough. But with God it is possible through through his sacrifice dying for our sins, he made it possible forgiving our sins. So we have to respect in response, we have to love him back. We have to respect his laws, love him all the more. In all that we do. So finishing up with verse 29. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. To come eternal life. Right? So if you leave your home, if you leave your life to live for the Lord, right, for the sake of kingdom of God, you will receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come, eternal life. What a promise. A promise from God saying that if you live for Him, you will have eternal life many times as much. Many times as much. And so, but we have to live for His kingdom. 
being good in this world, being wealthy, whatever, in your own eyes and other people's eyes, it's never gonna it's never gonna be good enough. It's never enough. Because if it was, then why did our God have to go to the cross? Why did he go to the Calvary to die for our sins? Because clearly only he has the power to forgive our sins and grant us access to his kingdom. So he brought heaven to earth when he came the first time and he will return again to judge it, the wicked and all those who have been continuously turning away, blaspheming, rejecting him, rejecting his word. He will once and for all end it. But until that day, those of us who are the, called to be salt and light of the earth, may we, may we proclaim and may his, he, he, Christ Jesus, in us, shine through to all those around us to let them know that he is alive. And so with that said, now you know a little bit more about how good is good enough. <laughs>